most decorated nurse in the army. Great. We can put our Christmas presents under it. I can't allow dirty language in front of Captain Pierce. I promised his mother. Oh, stranger in town. Don't talk to me, I'm bad. Clinger, it's four o'clock in the afternoon and you're still in a house coat? Put on a dress. You never know who might be coming around. In the eyes of the Lord, a prisoner's a prisoner. Hey, MASH fans, time for another episode of the MASH 4077 Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me as usual is my good bud, Simon. Gentlemen. And, of course, Al is not with us. Lame. <laughs> but joining us once again is our good pal from Canada, Don. Yes, it's Don. Good to be back and talking from Toronto. Today we're going to be discussing from Season 3, Episode 18, House Arrest. It's the 66th episode overall. The director is High Averback. It's written by Jim Fritzel and Everett Greenbaum. It originally aired on February 4th, 1974, and the production code is B315. I know my job. I didn't get to be major by just sitting on my duff. Well, somebody did. Just what did you mean by that? I demand satisfaction. Tired lately, Frank? <laughs> Major Burns, he has insulted me time and time again. Aren't you going to do anything? Like what? Like something official or what? Do something, Major. My honor is in your hands. McIntyre, step aside. Major Hulan, I'm uh, sorry you have to see this. Fools rush in, where angels do to dress. Get your dirty hands off me! Frank, I just washed them. Captain Pierce, I accuse you of striking a superior officer. A court-martial offense under the Articles of War, and I have two witnesses. I didn't see anything, did you? My back was turned. Put up, put Case dismissed. I'm a witness! Oh, Frank. I'd better see a doctor. All right. After Hawkeye makes an insulting remark about Margaret, Frank snaps him with a towel, and Hawkeye responds with a nicely placed right cross to Frank's eye. Hawkeye is then placed under house arrest, and instead of being treated like a criminal, he is treated like a conquering hero for what he did, even to the point of getting some very tasty water, buffalo steak, and having movies shown in the swamp. In the meantime, Colonel Reese, the woman in charge of all the nurses in Korea, arrives to observe Margaret and her staff, and for some strange reason, becomes attracted to Frank and tries to seduce him. Also, Radar begins acting very strangely, even having the hammock in his pants left out two inches. 
Why don't you forget the whole thing? I mean, it was just a little squabble. He struck a superior officer. Look, Frank, we're all a bundle of nerves. What the heck? I yell at Radar all the time. But I know you love me, sir. <laughs> I mean, uh, the war's making us all buggy, Frank. I've had my underwear on backwards for a month. <laughs> now, come on. Pierce will apologize, won't you, Pierce? I apologize. There you go. That's a good Indian. It's settled. Now, see, I got order glazed fruit for Christmas. Apology refused. I want him court-martialed. Well, come on. Let's just be buddies. I'll tell you what. Now, you can borrow my Jeep, go into town, and see the cockfights. I can't stand to see a chicken cry. Court-martial. Oh, Jiminy Crickets, Frank. Do you know what has to be done to court-martial somebody? I mean, the, 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 the paperwork? Pending the completion of the preliminary investigation by the CEO, the accused officer is relieved of duty and placed under house arrest. He can't leave his tent. You mean I just get to stay in and sleep and eat meals and read? Yes, sir. Take me. I'm yours. I surrender. And I'll fight to the death any chance to set me free. Well, you think it's funny now. But what are you going to do during your five years in Leavenworth? I don't know. Maybe I'll get married. A guest star. So, Mary Wicks appears as Colonel Reese. Now, Mary first appeared on screen in 1935 in an uncredited role in Watch the Birdie. She has an impressive resume of 135 titles. She appeared in Trapper John M.D. Thankfully, no Quincy, but she did pop up in 43 episodes of Father Dowling Investigates, which, frankly, is just as bad. <laughs> uh, I'm guilty for having watched some of those. <laughs> All right, well, we have Jamie Farr reprising his role as the wonderful Corporal Maxwell Q. Klinger. William Christopher returns as Father Francis Mulcahy. And Bobby Mitchell returns as Lieutenant Janet Baker. We also have Jeff Maxwell as Igor Stravinsky. And Dennis Troy, M.T. Dennis, appeared in 20 episodes of MASH, this being his eighth. And, of course, the wonderful Kelly Nakahala returns as Lieutenant Kelly Yamoto. Colonel Reese, Major Houlihan. They haven't lubed this clunker since Pershing was a pup. Uh, Colonel Blake would have been here himself to greet you, but he's involved with a court-martial and some glazed fruit. Glazed fruit? That'll tear your partial. <laughs> oh, I'll have an enlisted man get your bag. Blake, all I got in here is fatigue, skivvies, and an extra garter belt. Uh, in case you guys have a dance. <laughs> You'll be staying in my tent. Oh, fair enough. MP, is that where you keep the payroll? Mission accomplished. Take me home. Oh, a stranger in town. Don't talk to me. I'm bad. Pick me up at 8 o'clock. I'll be dining at Sardi's tonight. What'll I wear? What'll I wear? See that my bathrobe is back in the cleaners in time. Pretty cute. Who is he? Captain Pierce. He's under house arrest awaiting court martial. Grabbed the nurse and jumped her bones, right? <laughs> oh, no. Pity. All right. Don, you want to start us off on this episode? Tell us your thoughts. Okay, well... Before I give you my thoughts, I want, wanted to mention that a lot of the trivia bus may not have picked up the portion of this this episode is loosely adapted from an incident in the MASH movie, only it was Trapper hitting Burns. Yeah, I don't mm. remember that. I took that plot point and expanded it only with Hawkeye punching Burns and being sentenced to house arrest. 
Well, very cool. Good cool, point. Cool little tidbit there, yeah. Well, I, I like this episode as well, and uh, as the previous one we talked about, and how how they're able to cleverly set up the A plot being Hawkeye on house arrest, and and I like the B plot as well with Radar. Mm. Yeah, that was funny. Being being a short man myself, I understand Radar's plight. I'm, I'm short too. I can relate to it as well. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Probably the shortest one in the group, in the three of us. Oh, I don't know. You haven't seen Al. He's quite small in, e- <laughs> in every department, however. Oh, can't pick on Al. He's not here to defend himself. He knew. He knew what was going to happen. I'm. I'm not holding back. He knew he was going to get ribbed. There's plenty more to come. Oh, what else, Don? Did you like about this episode? No. Oh. The way they were playing up that plot point and, and taking it to new directions, and that the, the book or movie didn't go in and, and didn't venture in too far into that mm-hmm. as much. And uh, I like how well how Hawkeye goes in in the tent and house arrest and. How everyone, except Burns, of course, jumps in and supports him and, and, and admires Hawkeye for what he did to Burns. Yeah, I love that. I love that he's getting so much praise for doing that. And also the clever way. I, well, I have a theory about about how Reese gets to seduce Burns. I, I have a feeling that, correct me if I'm wrong, that, Hulahan may have helped set that up. That's a possibility. I can see her. That would be something Hulahan would do to see if Burns would take the bait. Because she wanted Hawkeye back in the OR. Their MVP, most valuable position. It's true. That is true. It's one way to look at the story. Uh, overall, I thought it was a good, solid episode again from a very solid season three. I think one of the best seasons overall. Great. That, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. How about you, Mads? What did you think of this episode? Yeah, again, uh, I really quite like this episode. Uh, there's some nice little uh, jokes against Frank in here, like uh, three mistakes on one spleen. Plan. Um, Come on, points up. Get with it, will you? This kid's spleen is full of lead from a claymore. I'm sorry, Doctor. What the hell's wrong with you? Three mistakes on one spleen. Um, I like the way Hawkeye <laughs> happily replaces his hot lips with Baker. Major, go roll some bandages. Baker, take over here, will yes, you? Sir. Wait a Come minute. Come on, go ahead, go ahead. I'll see you later. Um, it just goes to show that he's the person in charge of that uh, yes. room. You know, that was really that was like nice. that. Crack, yeah. Cracking punch on Frank as well. Um, really well acted by Larry Linville. Um, Larry Linville? Uh, yeah. yeah, some brilliant stuff going on there. Again, I've got Margaret looking quite hot. I, I must have had a Margaret to <laughs> think about. Um, <laughs> I, I also quite noticed that the, a very young Vincent Price on screen in the in the film that I was watching there as well, which is which is quite nice to see. Uh, I did have a little bit of a <clears throat> an issue with the flippancy of the event that happened with Frank uh, regarding the the head nurse um, shouting rape and saying this man's a savage. Uh, rape! Rape! Huh? What? Rape! Colonel Blake, you. somebody's hollering rape. 
at the moment, you know, UK uh, listeners will know that uh, there's been some uh, well-known actors, I'll say well-known actors, soap-style actors who have been accused of rape recently and uh, have been found innocent, uh, been found uh, you know, totally not guilty. But, of course, trial by media, their face has been you know, put all over the... Uh, over the screens and on newspapers, it's something that's mm-hmm. a very, you know, very much is, is a serious thing. Yet uh, uh, this is dealt with very flippantly. Um, it's just mentioned there, Frank's in, you know, uh, under house arrest for se- for a serious charge, which he is totally innocent of. Yet yeah, nothing comes from it. And I know we're not really meant to linger on to this kind of thing because it is the end. It's the end scene kind of stuff. But, you know, no matter how much we find Frank an annoying ass, and he can be a nasty piece of work at times, that kind of thing isn't funny at all. Um, yeah. I, had a bit of an, I had a bit of an issue with that at the end. But otherwise, you know, um, I mean, Hawkeye does say, does, you know, he does say, I was, a, I was just a puncher, you're a jumper. Sea rations? You had steak. Well, Frank, I was just a puncher, you're a jumper. You know, so it does end on a joke, but otherwise, no, I, I, another enjoyable episode. To that, I, I do agree that I thought the, the last part of Burns and Reese was rushed a bit. Mm. It's kind of yeah. a, little, a little forced. I mean, they, they had to end the story in a, in a way that would allow Hawkeye back into the OR. Yes, yeah, and that's, you're right. That's the only reason they did it. And it was really quick. It was just a tag on. It was meant as a joke. You know, it, was, it wasn't taken really serious. Which is unfortunate. I mean, for a, this were a TV show being made today, that that plot point wouldn't pass. Wouldn't make it oh, yeah. air, probably. Yeah, it could have been a whole episode just on that alone. You know, that as the main storyline, not just some throwaway thing. But I mean, I I enjoyed the episode. I'm with you guys. Um, love the punch because you know we all want to punch Frank, and I love that he just he just turned around and. I mean, he cold cocked him hard, and, it, and like you said, it was a really good. It looked real. I mean, I was I was feeling joy when when he hit him. Um, uh, I love the fact that people are giving you know Hawkeye these gifts, and he's eating steak. And even though you know Trapper does eat, I think two thirds of the steak before Hawkeye even gets to it. But ta-da, steak. Mm-hmm. Real steak? You know my views on cannibalism. Mess Sergeant Gifford fixed it for you when he heard you belted Frank. Where'd he get it? It's water buffalo. It's probably as tough as a rubber sheet. No, no, a little old lady rode it to church every Sunday. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, now that's what I call church buffalo. Try it. Excuse mm. me, Hawkeye. Okay. Didn't mean to interrupt your dinner. Sit down, mm. brother. Uh, mm. I'm here in an official capacity. Mm-hmm. Is that steak? Mm-hmm. I brought you a prisoner of war package. Real steak? Water buffalo. It's only got 100 miles on it. Try it. Mmm. That's delicious. Mm-hmm. I did like all that that, that that everyone was kind of patting me on the back for doing such a good job. You know, he's in house arrest. He's loving it. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll stay in house arrest this entire time. You know, no work, no this, no that. Just stay in and, 
You know, he he gets the movie brought to him. What's the movie? What's playing? Uh, Gene Tierney picture, I believe. Oh, I love her overbite. An overbite really gets to me. Gene Tierney, Harriet Mackey. Harriet Mackey? Junior high. Gene Tierney in a training bra. I'd really like to see that movie, Father. Let me work on it. Father, you're the button in the cap of kindness. <laughs> the button. <laughs> Can I use that? Be my guest. <laughs> so they had they watched the movie inside his uh, in the swamp, which is funny. Um, I did like the heart to heart that uh, Hawkeye and Radar. They always have some really good heart to hearts about the whole height thing, you know, and the shoes. And uh, I did like that. Cap Pierce. Radar, what's happened? Happened? Hey, either you've been raised or the camp's been lowered. Oh, Radar, you don't need those. Why? Listen, you don't know what it's like being short. I mean, always being the last one to be picked for the team? Looking girls straight in the throat? Never being able to see over the crowd? Do you know that the only parade I've ever seen was one I was in? And everybody's always making fun of me. Even you. Well, I was out of line. Listen. There's height that people never see. Some guys are ten feet tall, only their bodies don't know it. Honest? Showtime! Showtime! Sell those to somebody little. And as I mentioned previously, you know, I really understand why radar wants to add a little height it i mean those shoes look like they added like three four inches to his height and it's a big difference those three to four inches uh and i did i was bummed that there was kind of no resolution to the frank story at the end he's under house arrest i'm assuming she dropped the charges because he's Mm. obviously in the next episode you know so i mean we really get no they really used it as don said just for a device to get hawkeye off the hook so Margaret would flip her decision that he slipped on soap instead of punching him. Well, what do you want me to do about it, Colonel? File charges. I don't want him sharing my house arrest. You're innocent, Doctor. He slipped on a bar of soap. Margaret, I... You know, that was really the only reason. You know, I... I and so there was no resolution. There was no that that bothered me. Like Meds mentioned, I think that's the only thing that really bothered me from this episode was the fact that they didn't really come up with a, any kind of solution or resolution for it, other than it was a joke. And at the end, there's that last line, which is a joke. You know that he's under house arrest and he's not getting the you know all of the you know pats on the back. Frank isn't you know as Hawkeye did. He's getting you know crappy food and no one you know he's just not a nice guy. So. Oh, Radar feels terrible about being the shortest person in the group, and and confronts Hawkeye and tells him that like being picked on by him, and and tells him how he feels, and Hawkeye says something that uh, he won't do that anymore. However, in next episode, he goes back to picking on him, but. Uh, think a little more gently than in the past. Yeah, it, I mean, it was a poignant moment between Hawkeye and Radar, but like you said, they they kind of forget the writers forget it because it's 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 funny, 
you know, mm-hmm. yeah. they're always making short jokes with Radar. That was an ongoing thing for the entire series. The running tag jokes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I see, you know, it didn't really, it didn't pay off really in the end because he still makes jokes and they all make jokes about Radar. I was just hoping Radar actually just accepts it better. You know, he understands. I think Hawkeye does start getting, being a little nicer to him. More respectful, though. Yeah. Everyone he does make jokes at his expense. Yeah, that's true. But overall, it was definitely a very enjoyable episode. I'm glad that uh, we, we all enjoyed it. Why does she have to bunk with you? Because it's the only space in officer's country. Well, how can we be alone? We can't. Margaret, I need our togetherness. Without it, I'm desolate. I miss our spiritual oneness, the blessed union of our souls. And I'll break out. It'll only be for a few days. It'll be an eternity. Be patient. Write me a nice poem. It's not the same. All right, it's time for some behind-the-scenes. i got a few for this episode. I will start us off. The movie being shown in the swamp is titled Leave Her to Heaven from 1945. Per the title, House Arrest is a measure by which a person is confined by the authorities to his or her residence. Uh, Hawkeye tells the nurse that the patient he's working on has shrapnel from a claymore in him. Uh, The claymore mine wasn't produced until 1960, which of course is too late for the Korean War. The movie Leader to Heaven is shown in camp in black and white, but the movie was filmed and released in color. There's the cheaper prints they could get. Yes, (laughs) that's it. The army prints. Too expensive. (laughs) All Hawkeye and Trapper had to do was tell Henry... That Frank started everything. According to Army regulations, if a superior officer provokes or uses physical abuse on someone and that person strikes him, the superior officer can't press charges. I was wondering about that. Because he did provoke him. Well, you know, he hit him with the towel first. Mm. So, in so. essence, then, Full Metal Jacket wouldn't be the film it is if that came into yes. agree, because they're yeah. just battering, bat- the, wouldn't the, they? The rules are bent in movies, yes. Yeah. We learn the camp librarian is uh, Corporal Stanley Salkowitz. Uh, the only time the camp library has been shown is a brief glimpse during the pilot episode. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, definitely. Hawkeye tells Margaret, another root canal wizard from Passaic, Passaic is a small city in northern New Jersey, which just so happens to be Loretta Switt's birthplace. Ooh, nice nod. That is. Yeah, very cool. Frank's aftershave is called Rough and Ready. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm missing Al already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, big guy. Now you are taller than she is. Oh, boy, they fit. O'Brien and Brophy's elevated shoes will bring you a new confidence, a better personality, and real class. But hop, hop, watch out for low branches. This is it, Clinger. Wow. Hey, look at you. I'm a real person. No, let me try to solo. Easy. It's all right. 
Corporal, I want to see Colonel Blake. Uh, he's at the movie right now, sir. Oh, nerds. What have you done to yourself? Sir? Well, you look different. You changed the part in your hair. Uh, no, sir. Mm. New glasses, that's it. <laughs> oh, they give you a look of authority, Corporal. Dignity. Oh, well, thank you, sir. <laughs> Did you hear that? No more little guy. Authority. Dignity. Wait a minute. Look out. Look out. All right, guys, it's time for some trivia, and I think Meds has this one. I do indeed, I do indeed. So here's a trivia question for you lovely listeners. A doctor who was visiting Korea was supposed to perform a new and delicate operation on a patient. He was unable to do so because he was drunk. Question, what was the doctor's name? Shouldn't be a hard one, this one. Shouldn't no, not if, one. Not, not if you uh, pay attention to our podcast. <laughs> Go ahead and send your answers to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Well, I'm not usually one for the hard stuff, Colonel. This is just fruit juice, Major Honey. Just blackberry brandy. Up the daisy now. Down the old hatch. <laughs> oh. 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 That makes my feet tingle. That'll put lead in your Eberhardt Faber. <laughs> oh. Well, I wish you wouldn't do that. I mean, I hardly know you. Well, now, what's to know? You're a man. I'm a woman. Trapped together in the ravages of war. But we're officers. Where do you think non-coms come from? Oh, please. We've just met. You little fool. Don't you know I can do things for you? Things? I hold a pentagon in the palm of my hand. How would you like stateside? Would you like to play the palace? Walter Reed Hospital? Washington, D.C.? Roger. You could take care of the biggest people in the country. Senators, congressmen. G-men? I can put J. Edgar Hoover's gallstones right in your pocket. How does that strike you? Colonel Burns. Huh? Come on, pucker up. Come on. Colonel? All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Meds. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And we have a website, and you can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. We have a blog. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. Why not come along and spend some of your hard-earned money at our MASH online store? And that's at www.zazzle.com slash mash4077podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, Direct Download, or, of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 Podcast. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode. Again, three thumbs up. Wow, two in a row. This never happens when Al's with us, no. Simon. No, it doesn't, does it? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am Kenny. I'm Simon. And I'm Donald. And it's been great to join you guys. And uh, thank you for having me on again. We're glad to have you here. My pleasure. And we'll be seeing you. Excuse me, sir. Much better, Rita. Thank you, sir. Sea rations? You had steak. 
Well, Frank, I was just a puncher. You're a jumper. This is terrible. And what am I going to tell my wife? The truth is always the best, Frank. You were waiting for your mistress, and you got impatient and attacked another woman. You're a creep. Uh, yeah, but I'm free. You're a prisoner. I can go out. I can go in. Out. In. Out. In. In. Out. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle On Podcast, and we talk about classic television programmes and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle On Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean, so just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a, a Mickey, Mickey day. day. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Bet you were expecting some bloopers here, but guess what? We didn't have any. I think this might be the first time in MASH 4077 podcast history that we haven't had a single blooper. I'm always screwing up one way or the other, but for some reason, there wasn't a single one in this episode. Sorry to disappoint, but I'm sure we'll be back to form in our next podcast. So take care, and thanks for listening.